Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 284. And away we go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a more breaker. Rick Flair, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, and joined, as always, not Mark Schwann. Mark Schwann's not here. It's kind of becoming a habit here. I don't know what's going on with him. So, uh, yeah. But it's not just me this week. I have the true honor to be graced by almost, almost royalty. Please welcome the governor, the governing light of BCW, AJ Pan. Governor, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right, doing all right. It's good to be here without Mark Schwann out his, you know, his shenanigans. So, isn't it nice to have a conversation without a black cloud hanging over us? It is. It is. We always got to worry about him jumping in and having some some kind of horrible comment to yes. ruin ru- ruin the conversation. Sniping everything you say. Like now, you can, now you can be free, relaxed tonight. Hope you enjoy yourself. Let's have some fun. Yes, definitely. We're gonna have a good time tonight. You said you're drinking some screwball. For those of you who do not know, please tell us what this is. This, this is amazing. It's a peanut butter whiskey. It actually tastes amazing. I usually do fireball, but I think it's tonight special night, so I'll break okay. up the screwball tonight. Pretty good. It's peanut and butter it's, whiskey. It's, it's actually it's, delicious. Yeah, so. It's amazing. It tastes like a peanut butter cup. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it, it really does. It's very smooth. goes down easily, obviously. So, what do you think yeah, you, I recommend it. What do you think you mixed that with? I have mixed it with rum chata before. And, and yeah, best thing maybe I could relate it to was like a peanut butter sandwich with like a glass of milk. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I tried that once, and it was, like, yeah, I, I'm like, huh, and I was with a friend of mine. I'm like, try this. And they're like, oh, shit, that's that's delicious. <laughs> that is delicious, yeah. All right, I got that one. Yeah. So, yeah, try that one next time. Because <laughs> I had the rum shot. Of course, you have it probably with Fireball. Tastes like yes, yes. That, that's amazing. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shots. That's his <sighs> favorite of mine. Hell, yeah, my favorite cereal. Now because my favorite shot. It's great. Yes. <laughs> you know, all this talk, Mark Schwann would not like this. Mark Schwann's probably one of those guys who does not like this peanut butter whiskey. So... Again, happy he's not here. Yeah, he's very well. He can't handle his liquor either to begin with, so that's a whole other story. Well, that's true. He, what, he had what one shot that night, and he's confessing he loves to dance. He yeah, loves to dance. Lost his phone. Can't I think hang. It cost him like one hundred fifty bucks to get home. Yeah, it was a mess. Can't hang. That guy can't hang, man. No, no, he can't. He, he can't make it. He can't. He can't all night long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the past, past couple of months, you've been calling yourself as many people have adopted you. Your guiding light. I am. I am your guiding light. He needs the light. He needs to embrace it. But one not, day, one day, especially not, now he's going to become a dad. You know, he needs he needs to follow his light. But now I've noticed you're now calling yourself the governing light. Is that the new moniker? Is it still guiding light still a thing? Or is it just well, something? For, for BCW, okay. I figured it's a good, you know, because I am still, I, I have the power, the governorship. So, but I, I want I want to help people. And like I mentioned, uh, the PCA is on the back burner right now. We've had a little time, you know, just some some personal issues during the summer, but right now I'm just concentrating on the church of Pan. So whoever I can help, I want to, and that's where in BCW I will be your governing light. And it's just a great moment on the show. You mentioned it just a couple minutes ago. Mark Schwann's going to be a father. 
And that's uh, a big, huge announcement made on the show. But I just thought it was so hilarious. For those of you who weren't there, Mark Schwann casually announced he's going to have a baby during governor's court, where I took him to court because he owes me some money over reneging on a bet. And me and you, I just saw you in the, the, the video chat. We both looked at each other, and we thought the same thing. He's bullshitting us. So we just blow right by it as if just like a, a pity thing. Right. And then halfway, towards the end of the show, he goes, like, let's, let's, let's revisit this. Wait a minute. Were you serious? And then it turns out he was. <laughs> Just funny, we both thought he was bullshitting us. That's how little we think of Mark Swan, apparently. Yeah, like, was, was that at work? Like, wait, yeah. but you just threw that out so casually. Like, yeah, no, no build, no nothing, just so casual. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, he's just trying to get some sympathy out of this. Yeah. Like, all right. And then, but wait, what? That's not like him to say something like that. So, no, right? It was funny. We both thought, yeah, so, yeah, in, in all seriousness, yeah, definitely, you know, very happy for him and, yeah. and his wife. So, yeah, best, you know best to them on that everything else i can't stand them on but oh god there's <laughs> all these uh headshots he's posting you always comment how like smug he looks this look on his face is the same look. yeah oh i oh yeah whenever whenever I, i'm angry or I, I need to work you know work out some i look at that picture and one of his headshots and i guess <laughs> i get to be in a mood to <laughs> give somebody a smack like i said mark Schwann, that was a huge announcement but also you made it recently a huge announcement regarding the BCW Tag Team Championships coming Queen of the North, January 21st. So for those, I guess, handful of people who have not seen it, please, Governor, the floor is yours. Tell us what's going on for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, and of course, Mark Schwann has to complain about that, too. I think I, I gave a marquee match for that. Yep. It's going to be uh, the East Coast and the Kid, Chris Barton, Dominic De Niro, the BCW World Tag Team Champions. They will be defending against... Blonde Force Trauma, which consists of Ray Lynn and Heather Monroe. Fantastic team. Nice. Uh, you know, Ray Lynn was in, uh, I inducted her into the PCA at Queen of the North, too. And uh, there is an interview up, you know, where I promised I'd make things right for her. So I figured this is a perfect time, you know. Why not kill two birds with one stone? Great. Help her out and, you know, give them a tag team championship match. And give the East Coast Syndicate a great challenge. Great challenge. This is their first title defense, I believe, is it? It is, it is. So, you know, I think it's a great, great match. Hell yeah. And of course, Mark Schwann, oh you, oh, you need loopholes, you find something. I'm giving them the best match that they possibly can. That's getting them so many eyes on the East Coast Syndicate. Yep. I think I'm doing the, I'm doing a great thing, and they're complaining, and there's never any respect for the, for the governor. But Like, you're the governor, you make matches. Like, what's the loophole? I don't want say what the loophole he's talking about. Like, you have competition yeah that's like just because I, i'm friends with ray because i've worked with her in the past it doesn't negate the fact that it's a marquee match that's a fantastic match the fans yeah as we've seen it's been retweeted a lot of times there's a lot of interest in that another team you know i don't know if whoever we might have named might not have gotten the same amount of uh press so i think i did a great thing for everybody involved i think you did too governor please i think a lot of people did right. as you just mentioned don't listen to mark schwann yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's how they, they always see an ulterior motive with me. And, no, I'm just trying to help everybody find their light. Yeah, and you're doing a great job. Praise, Thank you. I appreciate it. Praise that. be. Yes. Is there any other big announcements coming up in, down in the pipeline? Anything you can give us a little tease on? Uh, oh, uh, I mean, we there are, huh, there's a lot going on. You know, we, um, I don't know if we, I, hmm, I could probably, like, you know, we are going to have another Queen of the Monsters match. I could hmm. probably say that. Okay. So along with, you know, all the championships being defended, there will be uh, another Queen of the Monsters match. We should be able to announce that hopefully next week. But okay. I've seen the competitors who will be in it, and it's going to be a, an insane match. I'm looking forward to that. I think last time you were here on the show with Governor's Court, you, you teased the big announcement against Darius' opponent. And the next week or two, you announced it. 
And that was huge. You pulled through, so you're making the same tease here. So I'm fully confident you'll pull through again. I'm looking forward to this announcement. I mean, when I when I say I'm gonna have a big announcement, I don't you know I don't hold back. It's gonna be a big announcement. Can't People wait. are gonna be talking about it. Uh, we will, especially on the show. Can't wait for it. Queen of the North three tickets still available January 21st. And where in New Jersey? It's Richfield Park, New Jersey. The Knights of Columbus. Great venue. A lot of companies are there. Uh, each company presents something different, as do we. So yeah, definitely come out for that. It's our first show back, you know, since uh, anniversary. Yeah. Last September, so it's been a while, and we're all excited. Everybody's, I, I, we've been talking to a lot of people, talking about people on the roster, whoever we've been dealing with, who are coming back, and people making their views, and they're really excited about this. So it's good to see, you know, a hungry locker room, and everybody behind the scenes are excited. So it's it's gonna be. I, I'm I'm very excited about our return. And where can people find tickets? At um, our Eventbrite site. So look on our social media. Uh, you know, BCW on Instagram and on Twitter. All of our links are there, so definitely check that out. Tickets are still available, but they're going quick, so don't get shut out because we still have a lot more to announce. Very quick. I know pre-sale went sold out in like very quickly, so yes. get the tickets while you still can. It's a must-not-miss show. Yes. Anyway, Governor, on that note, let's get into what's trending this week. Pro Wrestling Illustrated has announced the Young Bucks as the number one tag team in this year's top 50 tag teams that came out number 11 in last year so it's a big jump for them now over the course of 2021 like i'm not a big young bucks fan but if you look at the 2021 they had they were tag aw tag team champions someone said they defended the belt nine times and they had of course that cage match against lucha brothers so they, they had a decent year i understand the big jump on twitter they announced the top five the top five are young bucks lucha bros dangerous techers which is zach saber jr and taichi number four the usos Number five, Alk, A-L-K. I can't pronounce these names. So what do you think about the Young Bucks coming in number one? Are you a Young Bucks fan? Uh, I am a Young Bucks fan. Uh, you know, it's tag team wrestling is tough nowadays because a lot of companies don't really focus on them, which I think they should. Um, but the Bucks, I am a fan. It's just tough with them with AEW just because we know they have, you know, pull there. We know what the story is, but it's almost like the Cody Rhodes syndrome. But at least they are heels there, so it makes sense. But you can't deny their in-ring talent. They're phenomenal athletes. I followed them for years. Again, it's not like my favorite tag team, which I'm, they're not even listed in the top five. I mean, they have, they've had a bit of a rough year, but FTR. I love FTR. They're yeah. still my favorite tag team. FTR was the uh, one last year. Usos right, should be a little higher. They had, well, when they get back together? Over the summer or late? I believe it was around the summertime, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, the Usos have been on an amazing run again. So, if this thing. was maybe three or four months later, I would say they'd be, if not one, they'd be two or three. Yeah, but FTR, again, was number one last year. Yeah, not, not, not even a top, top five. five. So, I mean, injuries and stuff have plagued them this year. But, and, again, that, that's one of my issues with AEW. I think their roster is way too big. So, people do get lost in the shuffle. And I think FTR has been one of those casualties. True. I didn't even heard of Dangerous Techers before. Do you know who these guys are? I know Zack Zaber Jr. I know Taishi, but I didn't know there was a tag team. Yeah, you know, once you said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not a big New Japan or all that follower, but I have, yeah, seen a bit of that. And I want you to I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's an interesting top five. Uh, I think the Usos should have been higher. That's my big gripe. But otherwise, it's a solid list. Yeah, the Usos are my favorite tag team. I thought they should be a lot higher. 
definitely. I'm not a big Young Bucks fan either, but uh, like we just said, Usos have been around, what, half the year? Young Bucks had a great year, so I can't really argue that too much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. We'll find out the rest, the other 45, when the, the edition comes out. I think it's coming out next week, if not this early this week, but we'll we'll find out. But congratulations. It's always the most debated uh, between the PWI 500, the women's edition, yeah. and now they have the tag team. So it's, it's, always, it's always good to see what happens on Twitter and everybody, you know, the fights break out, who should be this. Oh, it's the best part. Oh, yeah, that, that is the best part of it. But otherwise, you know, like I always say, just keep supporting who you love. And we should all, you know, just whoever's doing the right thing behind the scenes and in front of the camera, let's keep supporting them. And like you said, last several months of the Usos, if they keep going this trajectory, I'm assuming they have to be number one next year, if not top two. Yeah, without that, question. I mean, Ric Flair said on his podcast, Usos right now are probably one of the best tag teams in anywhere right now, and uh, they're killing it. Oh, yeah, without question, yeah. Moving on, Mark Schwann mentioned a couple months ago how WWE is no longer looking at indies to recruit talent. He mentioned it a couple times, so I'm wondering, so where, where are they going to get this talent from? Well, they announced it this week, under the new NCAA rules for what they call NIL, name, image, and likeness, players are allowed to make money from their fame for the first time. So W's taking advantage of this. They're launching an endeavor to draw these elite athletes to the company. They announced the Next in Line program, which will provide a clear pathway for collegiate athletes to WWE. With the launch of uh, NXT 2.0, they're clearly just shifting companies' mentality. The company wants younger, athletic, good-looking people. Wrestling experience apparently not required. So this will probably draw younger guys and younger women into the company right out of college, right? Very, very green. Now, the unique deal allows college athletes to continue their careers and education whilst training with the WE. They'll have access to the Performance Center, professional and career development help. So that's pretty cool. I'm assuming any college athlete was gonna, is going to bank in on this. Any WE fan, oh, I can make a pathway to WE. Let me, get, let me jump in on this. Do you think this is a smart idea to produce new talent for WE or I think they should stick with the recruiting in the indies i think it's a good idea in part i don't think they should completely shut the door on the indies i think it's a you need a good mix yeah because as we've seen in the past with people like again brock they took him fresh out of uh you know like he wasn't right off the bleeds or like not too far off and he had his time but then it i think it was, it was too much for him he left yeah so all the time you invested in him wasted you lost him for a while and then you have of course rely on past talent or now when you absorb like WCW and other companies, you had to go to them. So it's, it, it's tough to say, you know, there are some who will stick around and who will be like natural fit for WWE. Others, I think it'll be too much pressure and they'll maybe get two, three years out of them before they decide to try something else. Yeah. And it'll, I, it, I think, I think it will, I think, you know, it will happen that they will go start going and look into the Indies again. Eventually. That's think. where, you have, I mean, you have, do they have to? No. And who knows? Everybody's saying the company's going to get sold. So nothing's gospel, but I do think they are at some point going to have to go back to the Indies because it's just, it, it's a proven training ground. Like they, you know, unlike where they're grooming them like fresh here and they have no knowledge of it, you have talents on the Indies who have been doing this for years, working in front of a crowd, working on their character, and know the fundamentals. So I think you need that mix of those talents as well as people who you see potential in from the collegiate world or other, other avenues who have the potential to be groomed into something you can create from scratch. It's also well known that WWE has a specific style. 
Yes. Right? They don't like you coming in with another different style already tainted on you. So we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Their philosophy is you come into NXT, they're going to beat the indies out of you. So it's something like a great idea. They get the they get to mold these young talents to what they want right out the bat. Don't worry about who trained them, where they learned this, where they learned that. They can teach them everything right out the gate. And for these guys and girls to get trained at the Performance Center, collect a paycheck from WWE, but still go to college, still learn classes, still get their education, still probably perform in the NCAA like, uh, what's his name, Gable Stevenson's doing. This is a huge deal. I, I just, just thought this was a genius idea. But I still agree that you have to, you have to go into the Indies as well because, like, yeah, that's where the talent is. You, you, you're not going to strike gold like they did with Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, Randy Orton even. He came straight to the WWE. It's like, it's a risk, but I think the risk is worth the reward here. Yeah, and then you have guys on the opposite end, like AJ Styles. And, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. Yeah, like Johnny Organo, you know, people who have been tried and tried in the Indies and only Brian Danielson, who, you know, not in the company anymore, but he, he did great things for WWE. So you have people like that, CM Punk, that did wonders for WWE, who may be in a different time, too, prior to, you know, everything that went on, you know, with the Monday Night Wars, might not have gotten a shot. But now they did, and they they became big, the biggest things for WWE. So true. Yeah. So yeah, you do need you need you need that mix. That's my opinion. You need you you need the homegrown talent, but you also have to take from the indies because they there are plenty of talent right now too. There's a ton of talented men and women who deserve a shot. They shouldn't be shut out because they they want to go. They want to apply their craft and learn it. Yeah, that makes no sense now. They have all these talented people on the Indies. Darius Carter, Vicious Vicky, Vanity, East Coast Syndicate, uh, of course, Rick Recon. And now you're shutting the door to these people. So not only are you shutting the door to them, but now these young, hungry talent have one less option on the table for them. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. So you have just, so, ma- so much sense. talent on the Indies, and you're going to like, oh, no, we don't want you because you're from the Indies? You're going to leave money on the table? Get out of here. I don't know. So what, what, what's for them to do, like? Do they sign with the Impact? Do they sign with AEW in hopes WWE snags them? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But I respect this new getting these young guys right out of the gate to mold them the way you want them to. It should be interesting. I'm looking forward to how this progresses and any new stars developed from this. It definitely has potential. I, I'm interested to see the first couple and see what they do with them. But, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting time for pro wrestling in general. Because so. you also heard, like, during the OVW, that's what they did in OVW days. They, they brought in, like, Batista, for example, no wrestling experience. Yes. I think John Cena didn't have any wrestling experience either. That whole class, basically. But I, I don't, that, that whole OVW class. Oh, yeah. Lightning in the bottle. Ridiculous. Yeah. If you want to sh- try to strike that again here, don't expect that. Because if you expect no. that, oh. that's not going to happen. <laughs> that was lightning in a bottle right there. That was there, amazing, which, man. Yeah. Cena, Batista, Lesnar, Benjamin. Yeah, Martin, that yeah. was an insane that's... class. Moving on real quick. Roderick Strong is defending against our boy Joe Gacy this Sunday at War Games. Defending the Cruiserweight title, I should say. It is being reported that W is planning to retire the title with the current storyline of Joe Gacy challenging the Strong. Uh, he's weight-shaming them. It's, it's exclusive, so he wants to be an all-exclusive champion going forward. Now the rumors, if Gacy does win the title, he will become either a secondary title along the lines of the NXT uh, North American Championship or that either they're retired altogether or this is just temporary, and they'll bring it back later down the line. You think they should get rid of the, the Cruiserweight Championship? I think this is a stupid idea. I don't think they should get rid of it, but I, the storylines currently, if it's just a point for a little while, I think it's, it's something it's something different. Yeah. 
Like when I I I, I watched NXT earlier today, uh, I but when I heard about it, I'm like, wait, how is Joe Gacy competing for the Cruiserweight Championship? And I watched the segment. I'm like, okay, this is different. I can. I, I don't mind this. I'm like, you know, it's something different that hasn't been done in WWE for a while. I like when he had the challenges, you know, Vinny, Vinny Pacifico and the other two, and it demonstrated all the different, you know, styles. One was a cruiserweight. Yep. He had a female and had, a, you know, a, um, a, um, a a larger competitor. That was well done. So, yeah, so I like that. You know, he tried, like, oh, cruiserweight, it's too, it's too restrictive. I want a title that will be very body. Something different. So, yeah. if it's a storyline point, though, for... You know, two or three months, I like it. But yeah, don't give it to the cruiserweight title because that has so many great competitors, so many great athletes that are not really going to get the opportunity to shine because we all know, you know, Vince loves the bigger guys. Yeah. It takes a lot for the those smaller guys to get over, and there's a good division for them to do that. Plus, if you get rid of it, what's the point of two hundred five live then? Yeah, isn't that, that's, the yeah. Th- isn't that the cruiserweight show? Like you guys are cruiserweight to build. Haven't they gotten away from that though for a while now? Oh, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but at least two or five live, you get these guys and girls, I guess, to wrestle. Get some. It's on Peacock, so I guess, quote unquote, TV time. And then from there, they come up to NXT, and then you're like, "Oh, that's the guy from Two or Five Live." Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's a whole other episode, right? <laughs> but yeah, when Joe, Joe Casey, I think it was two weeks ago now, went face to face with Roderick Strong, and like this is weight shaming. That one line, yes. especially with Gacy's character currently, I thought that was a home run. Yes. And then Malcolm Bivens just waved the, I don't know, just a manager could do that. I thought, quote unquote, you know, management has to do that. But I thought that was a genius. I'm loving this storyline here. And um, I'm hoping Gacy actually kind of does win. So I'm curious to see what happens. What he does yeah, I would it. like to see it. And of course, we know Joe. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. great to see a guy. And again, back to the Indies. He's doing such a great job. And we've known him for years. And he's yeah. come up, fantastic talent. And he's knocking it out of the park with this character, which you would never think. No, no like how we've known Joe. And like, oh, like this, he's like, oh, okay, they're doing this. Let's see how this goes. And he's just killing it with this. So it's, yeah. it's great to see. It's also, like, not only is he killing this with this almost a cult-like leader, I guess you can call him. He was killing it for a while. Then all of a sudden they're par- pairing him with what they believe to be the next big thing, Harland. Yes. So now is he like this cult figure, but now he has, a, for lack of better words, an acolyte or a follower. Yes. It's just killing it. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a great idea. Happy for Joe. Uh, yeah, I would like to see him win on, on Sunday. Yeah. I would like to see where, where they could go with that storyline for a little while. I like Roderick Strong. I'm, I'm kind of digging Diamond Mind, but I think the storyline, I would love to see Joe Gacy doing this all-inclusive all thing. Yes. I bet, you know, like you just said perfectly, don't get rid of it. Have Joe Gacy lose it and bring it back to a cruiserweight division. Yes. We'll find out this Sunday at War Games, which I'm very excited about. But before we get to TV, Governor, hope you uh, have some time to listen to this. We have an interview. Of course I do. Yeah, let's 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 go for it. Greenman's interview this week is O'Shea Edwards. Now, after watching O'Shea Edwards in ROH and Outlaw Wrestling, we knew this is someone we wanted to get to know better. Me and Greenman were talking about it when we were watching him at Queens Brewery. O'Shea was an open book, so let's hear what he has to say on this exclusive interview. Greenman, take it away. If you're ready and willing, I'm able and welcome to another exciting edition of Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. If you're not done so already, connect with us on all forms of social media at Shot of Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. 
or email us at inbox at shotofwrestling.com. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together. And today is no different because today we are joined by the big, bad Kaiju O'Shea Edwards. Welcome to Shot of Wrestling. Man, that was the best intro I've had in a long time, my guy. That was awesome. I, I always wanted to be a ring announcer, and this man, is my opportunity to kind of show off what I got, you know? Yeah, man, I'm going to bring you on the road with me. It's like, get in. He does my interest from now on. I, anytime, <laughs> my man. Anytime. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. We uh, got to meet you at Outlaw Wrestling at the yep. Queens Brewery. Uh, the mm-hmm. tournament, unfortunately, did not go your way. I mean, it is what it is. You know, everything can't be a home run. But you got into the ring with Homicide. You guys were battling for the Outlaw Championship to the very end. And then uh, Prince Nana got in, in the mix. What, what I have to ask, what is your connection with Prince Nana? Hey, man, listen. I mean, to be fair, it's it's as simple as if I don't do it, someone else will. When it like when it comes to wrestling, man, listen, you call me the Houston Astros of wrestling, yeah, you know, I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna find a way to win. So you ain't gotta like it, you know, you don't have to approve of it. But then again, last time I checked, um, no one else is paying bills at my house but me. So I gotta do what I gotta do to get where I gotta be. Um, Championships you give know, you more money. I completely understand. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, not people aren't gonna agree with my my methods, and that's fine. When I woke up this morning, I realized, hey, man, I'm not going to gain the approval of all the people all the time. So might as well do things the way I want to do it. It may not be the quote unquote way to do it, but man, when it needs to be, it's effective. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be effective. Unfortunately, like I said, it didn't go your way. But hopefully right, a, a match between you and Homicide for the strap is not too far away in the future. Uh, man, like I said, if, when it happens... As you know, as I said, when, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. And, you know, by that time, it'll be a different story. Now, let's uh, dig into a little bit of your past. If you've heard an interview with O'Shea Edwards, you know that this guy is an open book. You could hear about his past being a firefighter, a football player, you know, his time in Ring of Honor. Uh, So you really are an open book and have opened up about any and various of these topics. But being a firefighter is not easy. Uh, so let's go back. What made you want to get into uh, that that field? Yeah, man. If we're going to be completely honest, it was the abyss of the Marine. So when I was uh, when I was about like 19 years old, man, I had a had an internship in Florida that kind of ran out. Um, they offered me a full time gig, but I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to stay in Florida. So I came back to Georgia. Had some like you know little nine to fives here and there, but it, I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. It's just not fun. Um, I decided to know every two weeks, no matter what, boom, checks coming, I ain't got to sweat. And I don't want someone's going to take care of me. Um, take care of me and mine but long after I'm gone. And so the issue became um, is either the Marines or the fire department. Interesting. Um, I, my, family, my family came from both. So, you know, there was really, for me, there was no wrong answer. At the time, I went to go to the Marines first, and the recruiter there was like, hey, man, we'll talk to your parents. You know, at the time I was like, but I'm 19. I do what I want to do. You know, he's <laughs> like, yeah, because I get it, but you're going to want to talk to your parents. This is a big, this is a big step. This is something, you know, once you're in, you're in. He's like, just do me a favor. Just talk to him and do that. that. Um, so I talked to my dad. He was kind of like, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Mom, not so much. Mom was not too thrilled. 
um, about me wanting to go to the Marines. At the time, we were also at war. So I'm like, mm. as an adult, I'm like, okay, I get it. Sure. And once I explained my side of things, she understood why I was kind of leaning that way. Um, but for her, it was she made a deal with me. She was like, hey, look, you've already applied for the fire department. You've already going through the process. In the instance that you don't get it, it within the fire department, she goes, then yes. Like, then join the Marines. Um, I wasn't really so much looking for their blessing or mm-hmm. their approval. But my thing was, hey, I just want to let you know where my head's at. Right. You know? And and no matter what, I you know, I love my parents dearly. And I always want them to be like on board of like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what they're doing. You know, luckily, the fire department said yes first. Um, I was there for 15 years and I started wrestling while I was at the fire department. That was a, quite a trick to have to pull off to keep that quiet where I wasn't getting <laughs> harassed all the time. But once the season got out, I was like, oh, hell, here we go. Um, and that's kind of how that thing got started from there. But I, I, being a fireman, man, that was, I tell people, Tom, man, that was the best job I've ever had. I could imagine that there's a lot of similarities between fighting fires and, and fighting humans for a living. Uh, well, honestly, the thing about it is, um, for the most part, fire's predictable. Mm. I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what a fire's going to do. People, eh, not so much. <laughs> people are more, people at their base are absolute morons. So, <laughs> you tell me what a moron's going to do. Man, he can do whatever he wants to. He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> um, the schedule must have been difficult. Uh, I know I, I have a friend who's a firefighter, and he's like usually working like three days a week, but they're like full 24-hour days. Um, right. How yeah, are you yeah. able to balance that with then keeping with your professional wrestling career? Uh, it was really hard. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> Jesus, so hard. Um, so what I did was I worked 24 on and then I worked 24 off. Well, 48 off, I'm sorry. But uh-huh. most firemen also worked second jobs. So I was working at another oh, okay. fire department. So I would work 24 on at my first fire department. Then I'd go to the second job, work another 24 hours. I'd come home for 24 hours. And then I would turn around and work another 24 hours. And then I'd be off at 48. The checks were great. The checks were awesome. But man, was I, exa- I was exhausted. Um, then you tack on the fact that now I am training at least three, four days a week. Right. And then by the time I start taking on shows, I'm wrestling just about twice every single weekend. Um, needless to say, there were days where I was just absolutely white. But somehow I just made it work because it was one, it's something I wanted to do. And I realized I was really good at it. And usually when I'm really good at something, especially when I show a passion for something, um, I really just kind of hang in there and I find ways to make it work. And luckily it did. You know, guys found out. I didn't give me you know, a, lot of, a lot of guff about it, but even still, it was just one of those things that was like, ugh, here we go. They were so cool with it, you know. It never really interfered, you know. That time, like I said, the fire department was paying the bills. So that job always came first. But for the most part, you know, I, I was I was in pretty good. In the past year, you've also come out as bisexual. Uh, is mm-hmm. this that confidence that you had to come out in that moment? And how has have you been received by your peers, by your family members? Oh, man. So it, it's actually been actually rather, rather freeing, actually. You know, I it was something I needed to do, but it was it's nothing that I overtly just like, you know, what's the what's the thing? Hey, a vegetarian, a, an atheist and a CrossFitter all walk into a bar. How do I know? Because they wouldn't shut up about it. They just kept talking. About it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, for, for me, it was just like, man, it was always one of the things about those who know, no. Those who, you know, those who need to know, no, you know, that, that, that was it. Um, my family's been supportive, you know, of course they would. They, there's no reason for them not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change how they look at me. I'm still the same goofy guy who's kind of bouncing around, 
you know, bounce around Georgia and the same group you got bounce around Maryland, you know, all that good stuff. So it's, and then wrestling, rest, actually wrestling was the reason why I was able to find that type of confidence and support to kind of come out and just like, you know, hey man, there's a lot of people looking at you. I didn't realize at right. the time the type of platform that I had. Like I said, I'm real humble. For, I'm, sometimes it doesn't come off like it. But behind closed doors, I'm really humble. You know, I, I'm still a fan. I'm still a student of the game. Um, I love wrestling. I look, let me rephrase that. I look good wrestling. <laughs> look good wrestling. <laughs> you know, so for me, I'm always a fan. Like, there's times I'm in the locker room with people who I think are just like above and beyond. I'm just like, yo, I'm in the locker room with so and so. Yo, I'm in the locker room with so and so. Oh, holy snap. So and so is talking to me. So and so is talking to me. This is, it's a, to me, I'm still, I'm still, to the, I'm still to the little eight year old kids. Like, yo, this is so freaking cool right now. You know, yeah. If I could tell myself 10 years ago, hey, buddy, you're going to share a locker with all these people. It's like, man, you're a liar. Um, <laughs> So, you know, for me, it's just, you know, wrestling has been the one thing that I can always be like, yo, man, I know if I ever need to like, go out there and be myself, wrestling allowed me to do that. Um, and, and because of it, like, I've all kind of been that with open arms. And if someone has something, had something negative to say, man, they haven't said anything to me about it, which is probably the smartest thing they can do. Smart. Very smart. Because just the <laughs> size of you is completely intimidating, man. Uh you definitely set out to be a professional wrestler, but uh, have you ever considered that, you know, because of this platform, you're also a role model? Has anybody come to you for advice? Oh, man, more often than not. And once again, like I said, it still boggles my mind how, you know, people <laughs> people come up to me. It's it's insane. Um, but I love it. I, lo- I love talking wrestling. I love breaking wrestling down to mm-hmm. that to, to that molecular you know, microscopic level of just like, hey man, this is what I'm looking at. And the only reason why I do that is because I had guys do it to me. Well, that matches at the time were my favorite match. I was so happy to have it. I was so happy to show it off. And then I've had people break it down. And then my favorite match is no longer my favorite match anymore. Like, oof, do not like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. now I see all the flaws and I'm like, ugh, this is not good. And so I'm like, <laughs> like show me your favorite match. I don't have one. Why? Because they're all horrible. <laughs> and and it's not so much where I just don't, I don't like like wrestling, no, I absolutely love wrestling. Wrestling is everything to me. I was like, but at the same time, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to bullshit you. You know, I'm like, but I'm not going to tell you what you did good. You already know what you did good. Mm-hmm. You don't need me to tell you what you already know. You need to know something that you don't know. That's why you're coming to me right now. So I'm going to break it down for you. Um, and usually when that happens, I take a few days. And I write it like mm-hmm. I write down to the point of like minute and second. Hey, at five minutes, 22 seconds, so-and-so, so-and-so. I don't understand why, why was this happening here when you could have done da 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 you know? Um, mm-hmm. And most guys are like, yo, that's so awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, dude, it's no problem. I, it's, I would want someone to do that for me when I was coming out, when I was coming up rather, like no one was, no one did that to me for me. So for me, it was, I could sit there and, be bitter about the fact that no one helped me or no one would do something for me or I can just, you know, change the way things are done and I can be the the guy that I, that I wanted to be, that I want to look up to when I came up. So that, why don't I just be the guy that I always wanted to? And so far, so good. Like, I've had a few people come up to me and it's like, yo, man, I just, I just want to ride with you. I just want to pick your brand. I'm like, brother, let's go. I can talk about this all day long. <laughs> right, you know? right. So, you know, almost ad nauseum. Like, people are like, you are a complete moron for this. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love that you uh, mentioned how, you know, things change knowing what it takes to be in the business. And it changes the way you look at what your favorite matches were. Uh, I remember yeah. 
uh, maybe like two years ago, I resaw the WrestleMania with Macho Man versus Hogan, and I was so invested in the storyline, the Mega Powers colliding finally at WrestleMania. It was it's huge, and I look back at it, and after this is after interviewing some of you guys uh, in the business and getting to see the matches so up close, and I was like, that match was just wasn't that that great. And and honestly, though, there's a lot of matches like that. Well, from a technical standpoint. But it, the, to me, at the time, it doesn't matter. Like I can forgive so much stuff just if you get if you get me involved. Um, Money in the Bank in Chicago, CM Punk and, and John Cena was it the most technical match in the world? God no, no. it yeah. was it was it was awful. From from and I mean I don't mean that to be like oh they suck, but I mean just from a standpoint of who they are, you know, there's a, there's a certain level that you expect. But there were some mm-hmm. spots that were just kind of they were kind of missed. I didn't care. The match was fucking awesome so like the story itself the the the, the um the tension in the air the, the fan interaction like there was a story to be told to, that was told that day yeah so who cares I was like well they missed this one spot brother then you weren't watching it you just weren't <laughs> watching it man like shut up I'm like are you kidding me right now this is awesome you know, I, I look at that first. Like, is there a story to be told? Or is, am I just getting told a one-off? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I like the background. Give me the vignettes. Give me, you know, give me the promos for it. I want, I want it all. If you're going to show me a match, you're like, well, I want you to watch this match. Okay, what am I watching for? Am I watching just for the technical aspect of it to make sure footwork's right or something, something, something? Or you want me to watch this as a fan? Like, tell me how you want me to watch this. And some people say, like, I want you to watch this as a fan. I'm like, okay, cool. Are there any promos to this? No. Are there any like vignettes for this? No. I'm like, so how the hell can I get invested in something when you can just give me a cold match? Right. But then I tell people sometimes I'm going to watch it. I usually watch it twice. I watch it once as a fan because I may have questions. But if I just kind of shut up and let it happen, who knows what will pop up? Maybe my answers will, my questions will get answered when the match is over. Then I kind of watch it again. And now this time I want to tear it apart. <laughs> and that's like, okay, cool. Thank you so much for that. I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's no problem. If anything, I use it, it's kind of self-serving because for me, I'm like, no, actually I get better because now I get to watch something else and see how this works and this, that and the other. And, you know, maybe I can pick something up from it. Mm-hmm. You know? What excites you right now in wrestling? What are some of the storylines or uh, maybe some of the rivalries that really get you going? Oh, man. Um, on a, I guess on a national stage right now, I think the Roman Reigns stuff is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I, 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 love, I love that stuff completely. I'll be I'll be biased. I don't care. I think the Shane Taylor Kenny Kenny King stuff is, mm-hmm. is great. Um, I thought the Matt Taven um, Ben Vincent stuff was absolutely phenomenal. I thought it was great. Um, honestly, anything anything FTR anything FTR. You get this was a one off. They're gonna tell one hell of a story, right? And, I, and I'm and I'm in yes. for it. I, oh god, absolutely. I saw them. Can I saw them finish that. a match. I saw them finish a match against the Varsity Blondes off of a out of the uh, high tag, and I know he crapped myself. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you <laughs> off the off the high tag? Yes. You know, like give me something I haven't seen before. And I'm not so much talking about like just the um uh like just the move. I don't give a crap about the move, man. Like what I don't care about the falsies, you know, just give me something good. Um, I go back and watched uh Tommaso Ciampa and um Gargano. I thought their stories were great. Mm. I love the way that they were spread out over so long. Like longer stories I get so invested in. I think they're absolutely phenomenal. That they're great. Uh, I, I do too, and I style, and man. and they say that you know wrestling fans may not have the long attention span. Then we love that. That's, that's wrong. That's a, 
that's such an excuse. Give, there's like, well, the, you, you might say something. Well, the fans like this. I'm like, no, you just suck. You just suck, man. Like, you, you, think, you know why fans aren't engaged right now? Because you're not giving them to be engaged in. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Engage them. Engage them. You know. You know, one of the things that I wish I found earlier in my wrestling fandom was independent wrestling. When did you um, find out about independent wrestling, and how did you get involved in it? Man, it was really the day that I found Ring of Honor. Uh, I found Ring about like 2014, and I just lost my absolute mind. I was like, this is awesome, and I want everything to do with this. Um, and then you start realizing, too, just how, how big that wrestling landscape is. And from there, I'm like, left from there, just had to suck in me. And I was just going deeper and deeper, um, you know, trying to find as much as I could. You know, I am already knew about Japan, but, you know, just to see what's local in my area and then see what's in the regional area and then see what's international. You know, it was just, it was awesome. It was amazing. I absolutely loved every single second of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're doing things on, on a big stage. What has been the secret to your success? Because uh, not everybody has, has the same success that you've had in your career. You're also starting a little later than most do. Uh, yeah. So how did you navigate the waters to get you where you are today? Well, the one thing people don't understand is that the optimal word about professional wrestling is professional. Mm. That's the optimal word. That's the one word most people kind of forget about, professional. Um, by the time I started... By the, by the time that I started uh, wrestling, like I said, I was 30. I've been a fireman for 10 years, but I've been a professional. I've seen more stuff that make people blush. You know, I've done things that make people blush. You know, so I'm like, for me, wrestling was easy because, like I said, I, I knew how to conduct myself. I knew how to be you know, what I call a grown-ass man. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing nobody was going to tell me that was going to be, like, remotely. Like, for me, when I was like, well, no one's going to ever, like, raise their voice at me. No one's ever going to raise their hand at me. So I'm like, I'm going to talk to you like an adult. Therefore, you'll talk to me like an adult and we'll keep it moving. You know, there's been times I've had to correct a few people here and there and they understood where I was coming from and then we kept it moving. But for the most part, you know, navigating is easy. You just got to know who's around you. Not everybody mm-hmm. on your team's in your corner. Not everybody in your corner is on your team. As soon as you figure that out, man, it's a lot easier your life becomes. Now, a little time has passed now since Ring of Honor announced that they were going on a hiatus. Uh, How has the time away from Ring of Honor been treating you and your peers? Um, I I can't I can't speak for everyone else. But for me, there's a slight hiccup where I was like, oh, man, emotionally, man, this sucks. That really blows. But it didn't. One monkey doesn't stop in the show, man. Like, I, I never abandoned the Indies. I stayed on the Indies, even with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I was on the Indies before Ring of Honor. I was on the Indies during Ring of Honor. I'll be on the Indies well after Ring of Honor. You know, so, like, I'm I'm not going to stop wrestling. It's what I want to do. Now, it sucks that because, you know, like, there's one of the things where I was really, um, I was really championing hard to be a part of that roster. You know, I wanted to be one of their guys. Right. It, to me, that was my level of success. So it kind of sucks when, you know, it was one of those things of, well, you want us, but eh, we kind of don't want you. So that, that kind of sucked. That was kind of, like, that was a blow to the old sack. But I mean, at the same time, I'm like, right, it's, you know, you let yourself have it. You kind of just feel it. And then you realize, okay, this is business. You know, every time someone tells you no, it's just an opportunity for someone else to tell you yes. So mm-hmm. I'll just be any different. In a current storyline, in one of the big promotions, where would you insert O'Shea Edwards? 
once didn't see that one coming. Um, <laughs> oh man, honestly, if I could, if I could like book my own, I could book my own thing, man. Really, it would be. Um, I I would love to wrestle Wardlow. Mm. I would love to create a program with Wardlow. That'd be fun. Oh, screw it, man. Give me Wardlow and, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Let's just let's just have a shit. <laughs> let's have a three. Let's yeah. Let's have a three way horse fight. Let's just go get it for us. You know, um, stuff like that, man. It's the one thing you just don't see a lot of nowadays. It's just yo. Let's just give him a let's give him an eight minute horse sprint, man. Let's just something. Yeah, we can go too. Ain't gotta be pretty. Yo, we're over two fifty, boys. <laughs> Nothing about this is gonna be pretty. It's a train wreck. You don't you know you don't watch a train wreck for style points. You wanna see people get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> So you know that, that in my mind, like that's that's kind of the thing. You know, whatever I want, I would like to do. I want to fight some of the best in the world, and I want to fight some of the. I want to fight the ones who consider themselves the baddest. I'm like, all right, man, let's let's see how bad it is. Who's on that list of people that you want to wrestle next? Man, it's, it's quite a list, man. It's quite a list. Josh Alexander's on that list. Mm. Uh, Daniel Garcia is on that list. Kenny King's on that list. I want Dragon Lee on that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jacob Fatu is definitely on that list. Uh, Hammerstone's on that list. Alex Kane is back on that list. Um, <laughs> I, I want to wrestle Rich Swan. I want to wrestle Moose. I want to wrestle um, Chris Bay. There's like there's there's a lot of cats, man. I, I want to wrestle the best. If you can see yourself the yeah, best, that's a like, list of the my, best. Yeah, you're on my list, man. Because anybody anybody can always call themselves the best. But then for me, I'm like, all right, cool, prove it, prove it, prove it. Uh, we we started the show by saying wrestling brings us together, and we're very gracious for the time that you've given us today. Uh, who in the business do you consider a friend or a mentor? Um, Shane. Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. of course. Um, then you have like Should D. Um, you got guys like Darius Lockhart, who I just absolutely, you know, I, I actually just I enjoy talking to him more more than anything. Do you guys and talk you about guys, other things than wrestling? Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends on. It depends on. It depends on. Uh, kind of like where where we are. Yeah. Like and stuff. You know. Um, but like guys like Kenny King, when I first filmed at the Ring of Honor, really kind of brought me in. Like, hey, man, this is how we do it. This is how we do stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. That, that stuff like that goes a real long way with me because for me, I'm like, you didn't have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But they did. Now, let's step outside the ring for a little bit. Um, sure. Let's uh, explore our geeky sides. Um, yeah, <laughs> first, uh, I'm very interested in tattoos. I have three myself. Yes. Um, I see tattoos as a roadmap to people's lives. You know, they're milestones yes. usually people get. Um how many tattoos do you have, uh, and what are the significance of some of the ones you have? Uh, I'm currently at 12. 12. Currently at 12. Um, they say they're addicting. <laughs> they are, man. Um, I'm probably starting my back. I was going to start my back next month, but some stuff came up, so i got to push that back a little bit. Um, then I'm, I pretty much am going to finish my sleeves. Um, on my left arm, started as a cover-up, but then it kind of turned into its own little monster. So my left arm is real he- uh, Japanese heavy. Mm-hmm. I have real ja- heavy Japanese influences, just about like everything. So from the cars that I drive to um, my home decor, to my wrestling, to my, you know, attire and all that good stuff, like it's real heavy. Um, then on my right arm is real geeky. You know, I, I, the most recent one I got is a um, King Bowser skull on, on my forearm. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, uh, like a bonsai tree. And then I have um, St. Florian on my, on my right bicep. Uh, St. Florian to patron, saints, a fireman. And the prayer is, uh, is always St. Florian protect us. You mm-hmm. got 
Eddie Fireman always said to himself before he walks into a burning building, because the, the goal was like if Saint Quentin, you know, watches over us, we'll walk in and we'll walk out. Right. Um, right. I have a samurai skull. I mean, samurai helmet on my left leg, and then I have a Maltese cross on my right leg. And then, like I said, the one's going to my back is a. Uh, I found my family crest, and so oh, no way, like, that's cool. Kinda, we're going to kind of bring it up to 21st century, and we're gonna, I'm going to put it on my back. Wow. What was your first tattoo? First tattoo was a, oh, God, I was 18. It was a tribal tiger. It was real stupid and dumb. Um, but it just started. It started the movement, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our first tattoo usually does. It is exactly yeah. what you just explained. <laughs> the movement. For real, for real. Uh, so outside of wrestling, what are some of the things that you do to unwind some of the things you mentioned a little bit of Japanese influence? Are you into Japanese movies? Um, yeah, anime? I'm, 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 yeah, I'm hard in anime. I'm, I'm an old head, man. So like, I remember coming up from school watching like Robotech before, before I got into Gundam and all that good stuff. And then for Gundam to turn into Dragon Ball Z. Um, I'm a big gamer, real big gamer. Um, just got a PS5. So I'm still trying to figure that thing out. Um, but I've always been in, like, kind of been an Xbox kid for a, for a good while. Um, and then usually, honestly, if, even if wrestling wasn't a thing, like I'm in the gym, I like going to the gym. Um, the gym's more, it's not even so much of me trying like, to lift all the weight. The gym is more of a, um, I, I guess, a me versus me. Like I wake up every day, like, all right, man, who, who are we going to be today? Mm. Like, are we, we going to dare get it or are we just going to be a giant piece of shit today? And sometimes, sometimes, man, um, being a piece of shit really does win out more often than not. <laughs> 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 being a fat ass really does win out. But it's just, it's just me. You know, I walk in there and I like, because the only person I have to fight today is just myself. Right. Um, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But even if I lose, I still win. What kind of music do you listen to in the gym? What uh, gets you <sighs> riled up? Oh, boy. Um, so, like, my uh, my my musical taste is more like a Warshack test, really, man. It's all over the place. Man, I actually need to pull it up and then let's, let's see what we got cracking over here. So, um, like on my Spotify, it's like, you know, it's Meek Mill, the Drake, Diplomat, Rick Ross, Jeezy, Two Chains, House of Pain, Lincoln Park, Nas, uh, like Big Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, um, uh, Deftones, My Chemical Romance, Alien Ant Farm, Whoa. you know, Perry Moore, big Buster Rhymes fan. So, like, yeah, Al Clip, mean Clips, uh, Outcast, Nelly. I mean, so it's stuff that's nice. really, really hard, yeah. you know. But it kind of, it kind of goes like all, um, well, it kind of goes all throughout, you know, everything else. So, like, I even have some, like wrestling theme songs because I just think they're really, really dope. Who um, has the best wrestling theme right now? Oh boy, that's out right now. You know, Shayna Baszler is just really, it's just really hard. Shayna Baszler theme song is super hard. Don't know why. It's really, <laughs> it just really does. Um, I always find that Brock Lesnar's theme like always just gets me pumped up to oh, punch yeah. some faces in. Like if I hear yeah. that and I'm walking down the street, like get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, but for me, I guess in the sense of like depending on where I'm at, like like I like it in a wrestling sense of like when you hear, you just like, oh no, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really so much listen to it to get hyped up, but like I'll listen to it like. Or just like I like to put on like biggest wrestling pops and just going, oh crap, because <laughs> it just sets a mood like, oh boy, it's about to go down, you know. I will... um, I'm a big rock fan, so like anytime I hear that, I mean, pop up like, what, what, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> yeah, okay, what, what, what? <laughs> I would love uh, after uh, we finish the, this time together for us to write down 
uh, 10 songs and, and do okay. like an O'Shea Edwards playlist that we could oh, share with yeah. the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. A little gift for our listeners. Because uh, a, lot, it, a lot of the, the bands that you met, I like how eclectic it was. It wasn't like just one genre. It was like a multiple facet of genres. Yeah. And as you're mentioning, I'm like, I could think more than one song that I would listen to from each yeah. group. So I would love to, 10 songs, taking me back to my high school days where we okay, would do mixtapes for people to yep, show our love, yep. you know? Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Has anybody made a mixtape for you? No, um, not not that I've, if somebody has, I haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. Um, um, but no, I mean, like I said, man, I, it's, it's wrestling's fun, man. This is, it's, 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 it can be so many different things for so many different people. So like for me, I'm just like, no, man, what, you know, people are, oh man, when I hear the song, I think of you, my God, it's dope, man, hell yeah. Now that we're getting to the matters of the heart, uh, let's get a little romance into this interview. Uh, Are you single? Are you dating? Um, And how is dating with being a professional wrestler? How do you balance that? So so right now I'm single. Um, It's, man, dating in general is just weird. Um, Dating in your 30s is weird. Um, So it's just one of those things where I just honestly – even though I'm single, I tell people all the time, I was like, look, I don't know what I'm looking for, but when I find it, I'll know what it is. And I do, I, a lot of dates that I kind of hit right now, I just don't have any like expectations out of people. I don't really try to, you know, I'm just trying to go out, have a good time. I'm trying to go out and really just um, in, in, enjoy the moment, trying to really just connect with people and um, just kind of go from there. And it kind of eliminates the, um, it kind of eliminates like a lot of the pressure mm. and on both parties. And that way, now we can just enjoy the time. That's just honestly, which is all I want to do is just enjoy, enjoy the time. And that's it. And at the end of the night, Hey, pleasure meeting you. And I go home. You know, that, that's it. I'm just trying to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to hang out with my dog again. That's it. Um, <laughs> how's, um, how's that dog doing? Beautiful dog. Oh, dude, Seen some just, pictures on the socials. But he's just fat as ever. Um, he's just <laughs> so, so fat. Um, but he's my, that's my guy, though, man. It's such my, it's your baby. Such my dude, man. Yeah. He's my baby, man. It's, I, honestly, I can't wait to go home from the gym just to see that fat face. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned you were in your 30s. I, I, I'm in, uh, I just turned 40, actually. I was going to say I'm in my 30s. I just turned 40. I don't hey, know. I don't know how people do navigate the dating scene nowadays because you don't just go to a bar. You don't just meet someone through a friend. It's like all this social media um, dating. It's like hit me in my DMs. You know, there's all these dating apps. I, I, I would totally fail at landing a relationship right now with the way things are. Yeah, it's it. It's it's a it's a weird time, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of a cool time. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, so I just like I said, I just kind of take it for what it is. I don't try to make it more than than it really has to be. I don't really try to make it into something to where like, oh yeah, you know, this is you know, you got to like this. Like, no man, look, this is just kind of how I want to do it, and yeah. that's pretty, been pretty much about it. The year's wrapping up. Do you have any New Year's uh, resolutions or uh, anything ah, that you're man. looking forward to? Man, I just got one. Don't die. That's it. <laughs> everything else, 
Everything else takes care of itself. Just, just don't die. That's all you got to do, man. For, for don't real. Die. Uh, in in times like these, when a pandemic hits, uh, that's one of the things you got to be thankful for. You know, we kind of joked off where we're like, oh, yeah, we're thankful for our health. But no, for real. Right now, yeah. if you have your health, you should be really thankful for it. Man, you ain't said not about that, man. So let us know where we could follow you if we want to listen to more, if we want to see more. Uh, yeah, man. You can follow me on um, Twitter. I'm real active on Twitter. Um, I don't like Twitter. I can't, I'm not going to lie. I can't stand Twitter. I can't wait for the day that I can sell out and I can throw my phone to the nearest river. can't wait. <laughs> Twitter's an absolute toxic wasteland, but I get what it is, so I'm on it. Um, I don't like it, but I'm on it. Um, it's uh, at Big Bad Kaiju. Just one word: B B I G B A D K I mean K A I G U. You can find me on Instagram, same thing. But there's a period after every word. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You know, it's okay. I was on Facebook. You can try to find me on Facebook. I encourage it. I'm not going to add you. I'm not even going to message you. <laughs> but like, go for it. You're going to find me anyway. So, so that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, maybe all it's forever be in your favor. Who knows? Maybe I've been doing it. I'm not, but yeah, man, sure, whatever. Um, Is there a MySpace or a Tinder account out there that we could follow? There was, there was, there was a MySpace, a Bumble, and a Tinder for a while, and I was like, nope, I'm out of (laughs) here, out of here, no sorry, Bob, you you people are crazy, man, Uh -uh. uh-uh, I just want to go home once again, play with my dog, that's it, (laughs) the rest of you guys can get out of here. But um, you know, um, if you need merch, if you can't find me on a show, um, I'm on What a Maneuver, the best shirt company out there. I don't care what anybody else says. Best T-shirts for the best price. Um, and on top of that, like great customer service, mm. and awesome shipping. That day with the postal service, like, is real shitty. Like, great, great shipping. Come on, guys, you can't do it. Um, come on, hook a guy up. Um. And then you know, like I said, man. So, and if anybody's looking up in the northeast, man, I got some big stuff coming. Like, um, I don't know when this would be coming out, but on the fourth of December, I'm in Chicago freelance. On the tenth, I'm in um, Jersey. Um, on the eleventh, last pay per view, Ring of Honor boys. Like that match card just came out like a few seconds ago too. So we're super excited about that. It's STP versus uh versus Vinny. And so that's gonna be that's gonna be a time right there, man. So STP versus the Righteous, yeah, that's going to be some stuff. I'm super, Word. super stoked for that. And then um, I'll be in Charlotte on that Sunday, and that kind of spells it, it for me for, like, the rest of the year. Um, I'll be in L.A. the week after that. Um, there's some things going on in L.A. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. know. Um, some surprise then, dates. Yeah. You like and us or surprises? Have, oh, yeah. Well, don't like the surprise, even if. It's not a surprise. Who doesn't love this surprise? Mm-hmm. And then and that kind of ends up in the end of the year for me, man. So, you know, I started start the year really strong and trying to end it even stronger. I mean, you've been making so many waves in the last few years. Um, if you haven't seen what this man has been doing in a ring, in person, you know, just watching it on TV is not enough. You, ha- you have to go out to a show when this guy hits uh, your neighborhood, like we said, we always say it in the past, you know, the best wrestling is always in your backyard. So hit up those wrestling promotions that are really near you support your local wrestling talent. And like we always say, wrestling brings everyone together. So hit up that Tinder, hit up that Bumble and have your first dates at an independent wrestling show. Let's do it. 
there's a lot more to come, but we're going to send it back to the studio. O'Shea, just hang out with us a little bit longer because we still got last call. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. This is O'Shea Edwards, better known as the big, bad kaiju. And if you hear my voice, hey, man, last chance for romance. It's time for the last call. Hang in there. We about to get weird. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, great job, Green Man. Like, very good interview. Like, what didn't these guys talk about? Whether it was time as a firefighter, all his tattoos. It was a pleasure having him on the show. And then we're going to hold Abel and Edwards to their promise. Oshie Edwards' workout playlist will drop later this week on Spotify. So stay tuned to our social medias to check that out. Um, I would love to hear that. I, mean, I don't work out, but I'll listen to it while I eat a whole pizza from Domino's. I need, some, I need some good music to down that too. So, looking forward to this playlist. Thank you for your time, O'Shea Edwards, and good job, Greenman. Moving on to TV, I thought it was a pretty good week of TV this week. Governor, what do you have for me? What's your take down? You know, I'm going to go with uh, the War Games Advantage match, but the one between Kaylee Ray and uh, Dakota Kai. Okay. Fantastic match. Wow. They killed it in that match. Obviously, to be expected. Like, Kaylee is a fantastic athlete. Dakota Kai. Highly underrated. I wish they'd do more with her. Hopefully, I think the best this might thing, be the time. I'm so happy. Uh, it was she was quietly called up to the main roster, as you all know, then quietly sent down back to NXT. I'm so happy they sent her back down and not released her because she's a yes. huge talent and she's killing it right now. Especially with this new character, like this deranged. Like it was a couple weeks ago with Raquel, and she got she was getting punched in the face. She kept laughing. Yes, yes. I'm loving this different different side of Dakota we haven't seen in a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's a great, great, great mix for the uh, Wargames match. I love the uh, Toxic Attraction with uh, Dakota Guy. Yeah, man. Fits perfectly. Yes, I, yeah, I'm a fan of it. So. Yeah. I thought it was a great match, too, man. It was just... that. What was that move? Uh, Dakota Kai did that double foot stomp off the turnbuckle, off the ladder, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they went all out for it. Kudos to both girls. They killed it. Opening match and set the tone for the night. Mm-hmm. And set the tone for Wargames. I think there's a lot of great matches on that show. Takeovers uh, never really disappoint, and this definitely is another one's going to be really great to watch. I just miss, I miss Regal, I miss War Games. Yeah, that's what's so, <laughs> so different how they announced the War Games this year because Regal always comes out and announces it. It was a very yeah, different dynamic. So that, that's the only thing I missed. I miss him coming out and giving the big War Games. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that ladder match was great. The the men's ladder yeah. match was great. The women's one was more was more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but Gargano too. Gargano and Braun Breaker killed it too. That was a really fun match. Great mix of styles. Uh, but yeah, to me, the girls, the girls, which is, that was my favorite. And I mentioned it last week. They've done a great job building up to War Games. This was a great go home show to War Games. Yes. And this makes me want to watch War Games on Sunday. Oh yeah, same here. Because uh, I'm also a big Cameron Grimes fan. It was his feud with Duke Hudson, amazing. Hair vs. hair match. I'm a, I've never been a big fan of hair vs. hair matches. But this one, okay, all right. I mean, I think Cameron Grimes looks good now with the shorter hair, the trim beard, looking clean. Yeah. Who was winning this? I don't know. I'm hoping uh, Duke Hudson loses this, but who knows? And, of course, Joe Gacy, we mentioned earlier, it's going to be a good pay-per-view on Sunday. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. This is the first really big, quote-unquote, takeover pay-per-view show for 2.0. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, everything else has been on uh, on USA, so. Yeah, I think the other one was, it was, the other one was Halloween Havoc, but that was on USA. So this is the first. And that, big... that was a good show. That was a good show, yeah. I enjoyed Yeah, Halloween Havoc was pretty good, too. I'm just curious, yeah. how are they going to pull off War Games? Are they going to do it at the Performance Center? Because it doesn't seem like there's much room for two rings. 
that tiny ass arena unless they reformat it somehow. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious. Probably gonna, they'll, probably, they'll probably reformat it. I'm curious how they're going to do that because then there's not that many seats. It's going to be like it seems like it's going to be a stu- small of arena for war games. But I don't think NXT two point can sell yeah, out anything right these days. It's going to be interesting to see as well how they how they refigure that out. And they're not there's no tickets information, so I'm assuming it's going to be at the performance center. I just don't know how it's going to look on TV. That two huge rings, the huge cage, but small. What ten seat ten road arena? It's curious how how it's going to come <laughs> off on TV. Yeah, breaking tonight. Talking about uh, early in the last segment, you made the big announcement about Marina Shafir, right? Yes, Darius Carter. Yes. For the BCW World Championship. Well, she also made her debut tonight on All Elite Wrestling. That's interesting. <laughs> Could the BCW Championship go to the hands of an AEW roster member? That'd be huge. You never know. You never know. That's that's the great thing about wrestling. And that's, see, and that's my vision. Yep. You're doing a great I job. I've <laughs> been working on that. And, uh, yeah, who knows? But I can't wait for that match. So Darius and Marina Shapiro is going to be fantastic. That's already, I think that already has qualifies for a match of the year candidate. And I loved his match against Sue Young. I missed his match against Riley Shepard, but looking forward to this one. Yeah, this should be, oh, definitely. This should be yeah, fantastic. Both, both matches were great, and he's had great games. Uh, when he faced uh, Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez uh, a couple of years back, which was right, BCW, that was another great match. Darius, always, he files on all, all cylinders, and he loves these tests. I remember speaking to Darius during the summer, and like, just like, like you know, I have some ideas. Like, who... You know, who on the would you be interested in facing? And after I listened, I just see in his face lineup with certain people. It's good to see him excited about that. He's not a paper champion. He wants to go yeah. out and prove himself. He feels he needs to. Still, no matter what he says, you know, he's really, he wants to prove the naysayers wrong and tell them, nope, I am the Darius Carter that I said I am. And you're going to have to respect me and put me on your shows, whether you like me or not, because I am a draw. I am the draw. Yep. Again, another big name WWE's missing out on shutting the door to Indies. So. Somebody will take notice soon. I'm sure they haven't already, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He like wins championship wherever he goes. It's crazy. He's the belt collector of the Indies, I guess. He is, he is, yeah. He deserves it. Well-deserved. So going to my takedown, talked about it last week, how that great promo against CM Punk and MJF. Well, then this followed up this week with another great promo between Miz, the returning Miz, and Edge. Edge came out, returning Edge. We haven't seen him in a couple months, it seemed like. Oh, since Crown Jewel. And everyone's saying it was going to be a Raw, new matchups, new new rivalries. The Miz's name never was in the contention. I'm excited about this. I'm a big Miz fan. He came out with beautiful Maurice back as well. Now she's back with Miz. Is she back in the women's division? I'm curious to see what that comes about. Um, but I'm excited about this. This is a great promo. Miz is always waving the flag for WWE outside when he's away. He made a point to mention that. Edge got real. He got real. And when Edge was cutting down, not cutting down, I should say, hyping up his accolades from tough enough to this to this to this to owning a house beautiful family to being a two-time uh grand slam winner the mrs face is the mrs face's reactions was just amazing and these two together i'm looking forward to this rivalry i just hope this elevates miz as more than a pesky annoying character because he with him and john morrison the last several months haven't been booked well to say the least no so i hope this feud with edge gives some more I don't know if this is the right word, but legitimacy to the Miz. You understand what I'm trying to say? No, I totally. Yeah, like it's 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 a tough spot that he's in because they do position him enough to a point where you know you consider him a a, a top tier guy, but then they do certain things and 
he looks like a mid carter, which he definitely is not. He he should be in a main event position. And as you know, he's 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 car- he's carried the flag so many times. He's handled himself in main event angles, storylines, and matches. He's done it yeah. so well. He deserves to be there. And yeah, like the points he was making is true. Like yeah, when he takes time off, it's too better the WWE in yeah. other people's eyes to get legitimacy for the company. So yeah, like I, I hated that his last title reign was a week. He yeah. deserved better oh, than that. Sucked, man. I mean, good for Lashley, but I think Miz deserved much better than that. Talking about it on the show when it happened, I agree with you because I'm a huge Miz fan since day one, and I felt like he should, should have had a longer title reign and maybe another lengthy title reign. But what I did appreciate about that one week, I think it was two week title reign, was nobody else could do that but the Miz. Like he was the guy to do. Like if you give anybody a championship for a week, it might hurt them when he loses it. Yeah, it kind of hurt the Miz here, in, like credibility wise. But I think the Miz was the perfect catalyst to do that with based on his position in the company oh yeah and yeah, I, definitely. I, I, just, yeah. I just felt like he should be rewarded eventually for all the hard work he does because the, the fans hate him of course but also the fans respect that he's a great talker he's probably the, one of the best guys on the mic in the, in the company is he the best in the ring no but he's always does his best and he's always there to do whatever he's always he makes the most of whatever he's given i feel like he should do better and hopefully this is kind of a way to clean the slate with him and make him more of a legitimate badass here not badass but bad guy here not just a joke. Yeah, no, yeah, I always hated that too. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I think this is this definitely has the p- potential to be that feud to do that. And if like the rumors are true, like we heard Beth Phoenix is uh, leaving NXT. Yeah. So you know there are some rumors that she's maybe training for a return and do a you know a mixed tag with Miz and Maurice versus Edge and uh, Beth. So that'd be interesting. And if, if, if Miz starts to take it personal, yeah. kind of like the way Rollins did, but go kind of that direction. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of room there, but this prom that opening promo between them definitely laid the groundwork for, and I think what could be a fantastic storyline with them. Like I I even love how Edge threw in the line of you know like oh like oh you know people in other companies mentioning you like you oh, live true. you like you're, you're so good like you live right between other people's heads. Yeah, that was great. That one, and it was so subtle, and it took the audience to kind of be like oh oh wait a minute like yeah. they, <laughs> they went there, but that's all they needed to say. Not like you know where they had. The other company had to spend so much time on yes mentioning the competition. And someone I was reading the reactions on Twitter, and someone said that was stupid. He, what he should have said was, "You're a more famous MJF." And I thought that no, because nobody knows who no. MJF. No, that would that would be too stupid. That wouldn't make any sense. What he just said there was perfectly hit the nail on the head. And what I thought was hilarious was, did you did you see what WWE tweeted out? WWE tweeted out that clip, but on the caption was. They, they edited it out on other shows. They're like, all right, it's okay. So there, I wasn't sure if that was scripted, maybe off script, whatever. But that was a great, great line by Edge. And also, yeah. also appreciate going back to the, the Liv Morgan contract signing for, yes. the, for, for the first time. They, they're actually referencing the cuts they've made. While, you, while you're out dancing with the stars, your best friend got fired. My friends got fired because they had to give you your bank of contract to Becky Lynch. I'm like, they should do more of that stuff, more realism, because we all know what's going on. And yeah. I know they live in this universe, but we need more realism here. That's what people loved about the Attitude Era. Kind of, sort of in the ruthless aggression era, too. Mention the stuff that we all know, the elephant in the room, so to speak. Those two subtle references were hopefully a good start to this. Yeah, no, definitely they should do that. And, and it's um, weird how people forgot. Like, people just, like, mentioned, like, oh, why are they doing this? Like, oh, are they trying to do this? Or, you know, trying to be edgy like AEW? Like, Punk did that when he, like, a couple of, you know... Right after the pipe bomb stuff, he mentioned when he bought up Coca Cabana, Lou Gallows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he mentioned, yeah, he referenced releases. So I think it's great to go back to that. But yeah, like you know, other companies didn't start this. 
So, and if, if it's happening, why not take advantage of what's going on? Something that kind of bothered me, too. I don't know if it's it never really bothered me. It was kind of annoying. Was Everyone was loving the CM Punk MJF promo last week. Us here on the show, too. I, I thought it was a great promo. I also love the Edge Miz promo. Yes. Do we need to compare them? Can't they just stand alone as two promos? I was raising the tw- wrestling Twitter, and everyone was comparing. This was better. That was better. This is better. I'm like, do we need to compare them? Why compare? It's like apples and oranges. I mean, I, I get this. I get the similarity. Of course, similarity was there. But can we just appreciate both as is? Why make one better than the other? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I hate to make it sound like I'm sold down on AEW, which I'm not. I want to see it succeed and do better. But it's the fan base to me, right? Like, now. Everything, it's like weird, like, like yeah, like, I've I, I saw people say, and even, like, you know, texted me, like, oh, the Edge and Miz promo, copying off, you know, CM Punk and MJF. I'm like, Miz has been doing stuff like that yes. for years. Miz and John Cena heading to WrestleMania yep. with the whole Maurice, and, yeah, they, so, that's nothing new for WWE, or even Miz. Miz does these kind of things when it's a huge, a huge storyline for you, for him. Yeah. So yeah, for them to yeah, it's it it's it's the fan bases right now turning it into a bigger war than it actually is, and let's just enjoy that we're getting you know some quality on TV again with wrestling. Yeah, you yeah. had a good angle for you know AEW, and you have one on, on something to enjoy finally on Raw. Let's enjoy. Let's be happy about that. Again, I guess similarities, but let both are great. Let me love both of them, please. I don't need to pick and choose. Yeah, no, I enjoy I enjoy both of them. I will, yeah, I got a chance to finally watch them. But yeah, they were both good in their own ways. They served their purposes. And CM Punk, MJF had another round two this past week on Dynamite. Thought it was good as well. Not as good as yeah. last week, but I thought it was good. And uh, looking forward to that robbery as well. Like, I don't need to pick and choose here. Just, just shut up. Yes. <laughs> just enjoy the program. Yeah. Enjoy what you like. A, oh, well, they did this this week. Oh, yeah, WWE can't stop that. Why don't they let them worry about their product? And find something you enjoy. If not, watch AEW, watch Rampage, watch Dynamite. They got three hours on TV, and they have a ton of online programming. Yep. Speaking of good promos, going over to Impact, I think Moose had a great promo against Matt Cardona. Yes. Did you hear this? I, I caught a bit. I didn't want, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but I did catch clips on, on social media. He was kind of saying what a lot of people are thinking. Matt Cardona is... And the Matt Cardona character is kind of very Zack Ryder-esque, which people are kind of giving shit for. A lot of people don't see Matt Cardona as being the guy, the main event. They always see him as a mid-card guy, which Moose referenced in a great line. He should change his name to Mid-Cardona. <laughs> but it's good. right now they're setting up. It's going to be Moose against Matt Cardona and now against uh, W. Morrissey for the championship in January for Impact pay-per-view. Do you think Matt Cardona could be a main event player here, or is it just fodder for he, the Moose? He definitely has a I love what he's doing with GCW. Oh, I man, love the that stuff, stuff he's yeah. doing there. He's killing in the Indies. Let, 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 let that come over to the uh, national TV stuff. Yeah, they yeah they need to let him do more of that. It's yeah. great. Like oh, when he he took the pictures with the bell and dressed as Vince ECW Vince. That yes, was amazing. That was great. I popped huge for that when and, he debuted. You know when he doing the the Moxley similarities and it's him. Oh, that was great. It's, it's good stuff. So if he can he has potential that, there. Yes. So he if they let him bring that to Impact, that'll be great. It's money. Moose referenced him being calling himself on the Indies the King of the Death Matches. Then he came out dressed as Macho King. It, like Matt Cardone has a great mind for this business, and just give him yeah. a chance to shine. I think yeah. he could shut up the haters here. Oh yeah, One not the right time. Agree. I think Moose is going to be champion for a while, so not the right time here, or maybe not just the impact. But Matt Cardone could like just let him go. He's like you said, just killing in GCW, killing it in the Indies. I want to see more of that on the national TV scene. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Well, that's all I got for TV, Governor. Let's get some go home thoughts. What do you have for me this week? 
you know, it's, I had a great time doing this with you today. It's great to be here without Mark Swan interjecting and oh man, look how, look putting how, so much negative energy in our in our in our dynamic. Look how smooth the show went. Quick paced. Yeah. It was great conversation back and forth. No interjections. Like like you said, that negativity he's been bringing to the show for the last couple of weeks. Yes, I mean, it, it was great times. Great times. Nice nice fresh energy we had here. Thank you, thank you. I try. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, if you want to get rid of him some weeks, give me a call as long as I'm available. I'm more than happy to, to be with you. So anytime you're available, that means come on to the show because. Thank you. <laughs> also told him I've done many a podcast before. Look what happened with Green Man on this podcast. Once you have a baby comes around, not too many people have time Friday nights to talk bullshit about wrestling for a while. Not only do you have not time to talk about it, you have no time to watch wrestling. So when the baby comes around, I'm assuming we'll give you calls a lot more because I'm sure he's gonna, he has going to be daddy duty for a while. Yes. <laughs> Or he might have more time because like, he's going to have to be on daddy duty. So he'll be True. home. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. But January 21st, Queen of the North 3. Get your tickets. Check out BCW's social medias for the link. You don't want to miss the show. Can't wait, Governor. It's going to be an amazing event. Looking forward to it. As we said, already announced uh, Darius Carter defending against Marina Shafir. Uh, East Coast Syndicate defending against Blonde Force Trauma. Uh, I can tell you, as we see, Vanity is announced, so the BCW Women's Championship will be defended. Uh, Queen of the Monsters is returning. And this is the first time, I think we talked about it last time, uh, you know, it's the first time we're going to crown an actual Queen of the North without having to true. crown a women's champion at the same time. So we will have a true standalone Queen of the North at this event. So you said the Tag Team Championship is going to be defended, the Women's Championship is going to be defended. But do you did you announce that knowing it's going to be, or do you announce that once you have an opponent lined up? Uh, me and Anthony Cole, we did discuss that we knew we wanted for this event. We wanted every championship to be on the line. So, you know, it's even though you know we it is Queen of the North, and you know we wanted to be showcase, uh, you know, the women of the independent scene. Yeah. We also want to show that you know, is intergender wrestling is becoming a big thing, Thanks. and not only that, but it's not just about women's wrestling. It's about just who are the best athletes. Yeah, I love what and you, I love many what... of the women on this event are just great athletes. They they deserve Darius and Marina Shafir. That match could rival many of the regular matches Darius has had against like a uh, Darius versus Dan Mob or Darius against Austin Theory. I think that has the potential to rival that. And I think what all of your company is doing, something other companies aren't, is the intergender stuff. Like you have a championship; it's not just a men's championship. Anybody can get it. I, I, w- I want us to kind of lean towards that more. Like, we, like I, I think uh, me and Anthony Cole, we spoke about this on Instagram, and we want we, we did a night Instagram live about this. And, yeah, in 2022, when we re- are, uh, we're refocusing on certain things, and that I want it to be who is the best athlete to compete for yeah, the championship. that's a great, it's a great not uh, just, oh, the Yeah, not the, you know, the Darius defending against all the top five men. No. We want the best athletes. As we've seen, he's had great matches against Sue Young, yeah. Riley Shepard, Mercedes Martinez. It shouldn't be just a once-a-year thing. If they prove themselves in the ring, let them compete for the championship. But you can also compete against these big guys like Dan Moff, the veterans like Eric Jaden, the young up-and-coming guys like Sonny Kiss. Derek Carter is very adaptive, and he's probably one of the best champions on the scene, indie scene right now. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. Darius is uh, he's one of my favorites, you know, in and out of the ring. He kills it for us at BCW. And again, yeah, he's had so many classic matches for us. Again, Austin Theory, that, that match is one of my favorites. In yeah, Montu, yeah. His anniversary That was great. great. Uh, him and Riley Shepard, we told that story for about a year to great build, build up to that. That was a great build. 
thank you. And yeah, just watching that. And when it finally happened that last year's Queen of the North, it was amazing to see it unfold. So yeah, I put Darius against anybody in the world. Uh, you know, him and Azrael, who I managed, and That's a great right. friend of mine. They had a great feud, great matches. I would love to see them go at it again. But yeah, it's going to be a great event. You know, Vanity Defends. I'm, we, we're discussing who she's going to defend against. There's a lot of controversy there. Really? As we've seen, mm-hmm. Riley Shepard, she doesn't Ooh. feel she had a fair shot the last time at Anniversary. Ruthless Lala, she wants every championship. Okay. And there's other, we've seen, uh, you know, already announced, uh, who don't have matches yet, Kennedy Copeland, Quinn McKay, the new Shimmer champion, Zoe Sky. so. I saw that, that's awesome. Yeah, so we, you know, we're pulling it out, and it's going to be interesting to see who who's going to step up for that, who's going to be in Queen of the North, who's going to compete for the Queen of the Monsters. There's a lot still to be decided, and we still, we're, we're, we're negotiating with a couple more people, so. Yeah, we, we watch up in town announcements. I think the constituents of BCW and the members of the congregation will be very, very excited about uh, the rest of the announcements we have. Looking forward to looking forward to discussing more as the time draws near. I found out I have a an endoscopy on January 21st. I might have to change that oh, because geez. there's no way I'm going to your show and doing an endoscopy the same day. So I might have to change my endoscopy. Make yeah, sure, I, make sure yeah, I'm exactly. uh, because. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to miss this show. No, yeah, it's not once a mess. Yeah, I, <laughs> you mentioned, I think you can miss it by a day or two. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Austin Theory a couple times. Uh, something I forgot to mention on TV Takedown real quick was he's been paired up with Vince McMahon this past week, and I love having Vince on my TV. I think it's it's money, and now he's being paired with Austin Theory. The reports behind the scenes where we can trust these days. Vince is high in Austin Theory. He sees him as a future champion. Now being paired together on TV for that one episode. Says a lot. I'm looking forward to what comes next for Austin Theory. Is it going to be an ongoing thing, or is this going to be a launch pad to the future? I think 2022 might be the year of Austin Theory. I hope so. Yeah, like uh, follow you know Austin on the independent scene, uh, killing it in the ring. Great work, and you know NXT him and Gargano. You know the whole the whole the way the the way yeah. family was just yeah. great television. One of the highlights of it, you know, with was, Johnny Candice, yeah. and they they knocked that out of the park. You know when he he. He's done well with everything they've given him. Like, even, you know, Dexter kidnapping him. And then he comes back with a T-shirt like you, and the shorts. He's on yeah. vacation. And they're like, no, he kidnapped you. No, he treated me well. Yes. You know, gave me cereal. Like, great stuff. So, yeah. And, it's, and he's he's handling himself well so far with mm-hmm. Vince, which is tough to do. I love the selfie it, gimmick. And, you know, Vince just doesn't waste his time on anybody either. Like, Vince wouldn't do that if it was just some random guy. Exactly. So, so there's, there's something there that they see and I hope it follows through and – Looking forward to the future of Austin Theory, man. That was that was just one of those segments that weeds in and out through the show. Look at me when I'm talking to you. And then Austin, <laughs> Austin Theory turned around for a second. And he's like, "Damn, what did I just say?" This is great. I'm like, I'm liking this. I'm hoping I'm hoping maybe there's more between them two together going forward. But we'll we'll see that in the next couple of weeks. But again, January 21st is Queen of the North three. But before that, we have a pit stop, December 16th at Law Wrestling at Queens Brewery in Ridgewood, Queens. The last couple of inter- interviews we had, we had Jaden Vallow and Encore Moore. Those two young talents will go face-to-face. Rich Schwann against Dak Draper. The Ascension returns to Outlaw Wrestling. Orion Dove and my man Corporate Cass will hold a press conference. And in your main event, Homicide will have his first title defense against Rhino. This card is stacking up. Don't miss Outlaw Wrestling December 16th in Queens Brewery. Tickets still available, but not for long. Check them out. Any wrestling blowing up these days, I hope this new Omicron variant doesn't halter things because any wrestling is now coming back any wrestling's back man i hope this doesn't dissuade it 
Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, independent wrestling is doing great right now. You know, I have a couple things coming up at Titan Champ- Championship Wrestling in January, January the 8th, uh, in uh, Bayview, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, Titan, uh, too, know, yeah. Have that, that coming up, uh, Primetime Wrestling, uh, January, I believe, the, I shouldn't remember the date. It's, I believe it's the 30th. Okay. Uh, but look at Primetime Wrestling. Uh, we are wrestling next Friday night in Richfield Park. There's a, there's a lot of great wrestling out there, too. You know, Pro Wrestling Magic's doing their thing. A lot of great companies out there, and you know, there's Mission Pro Wrestling, the Thunder Roses Company. Yes, there's so many. Yeah, so support independent wrestling, please. You know, that's one of the I want. You know, like people, that, you know, talking about you know how AEW selling out Long Island, WWE's not their ticket prices. If you have it, go spend it. Go enjoy out of wrestling. But you could see either your future stars, or you could see people who you know were recently released. Come see them without handcuffs at independent wrestling yes. show. You could see that. You can enjoy, you can see what they could have done if they weren't scripted and a lot of them you know they either get resigned or they do so much better on the indies because of that so come out support the independence you'll have a great time you get more interaction you feel like a part of the show and we want you to feel part of the show yeah i was never really indie guy ever and we slowly got into it during the show and now indies are like he said a great way to meet the next generation of who like austin theory the joe gacy's and stuff like all right now what's going on and indie wrestling right now is blowing up we are here in New York City. We talk a lot about the New York City tri-state area in the scene. But wherever you listen to, I say this often, time and time again, wherever you're listening to us, if you're California, Texas, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, whatever, Ohio, there's indie wrestling everywhere. Check your backyard. Support yes. indie wrestling because the guys you see there, the guys you watch on random nights, hang out by the bar randomly, you'll see on NXT, you'll see in AW in the next year or two. So support indie wrestling because that's where the future's at. Yes. 100%. Well, not for WWE, because WWE is going to trade to college, collegiate athletes, but... <laughs> for now, that's for now, story. yes. You won't see them in the WWE yet, but, uh, yeah, you know, Impact, MLW, AEW, you'll see you'll see a lot of the future stars, and, yeah, come out, support us. You you, you will not regret it. I just can't wait for the time I see uh, this young manager come out named AJ Pan on TV. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> you never have, know. You never happen, know where I might pop up next. It's going to happen, my friend. But on that note, where can people find you on social medias? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AJPan underscore PCA or on Instagram at AJPanPC. Again, I mentioned this vacant last week. I'm going to say to you this week, you killed it. I don't miss Mark Schwann. You guys have like blown him out of the water. Who does miss Mark Schwann? Nobody really. Mark Schwann does. He's the only person, yeah. Yeah. I think his wife even mentioned to me, like, the show is so much better without my husband involved in it. I could, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. She, she probably pushes him more on you <laughs> than you'd want. True. Truth. <laughs> she wants to. She wants him to get, get him out of the house. Why don't you, why don't you go to putties? Yeah, exactly. Go to putties. Yeah. Do the show. It's like, do you mind taking him for a couple hours? Yeah. I've had enough. I need, to re- I need, I need my rest. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Mark Schwann, all in good fun. Hope you're having a good time. I hope he's out dancing. I think he is. I, I, the rumor is he loves to dance. Well, yeah, I, I did hear he loves to dance. You know, he, he mentioned some bullshit about last week about being on set for some show, but... I asked his wife, and he's like, no, he's, he's not on a show. He went out with some friends. Because you know why? He's fucking dancing. <laughs> so, Mark Schwartz, do what you, do you got to do, buddy. Blow off some steam. If, instead of doing this show, you want to go out and dance with your friends, go dance to your heart contends. When, you, when that baby comes, there ain't no dancing coming around. No, no more dancing. So get it out of your system now. But hopefully, Mark Schwartz, come back sooner rather than later. Because in the next couple of weeks, you know, we are in December, Governor. And that means we are on the road to my favorite show of the year, our year-end awards, what I call the putties. So, Mark Schwann, you got to come back for that, man, because if you're not here for that, no one's going to talk about AEW then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, come on, Schwann. Uh, do the right thing. 
Yeah. Be professional. Make some time, please. Do your job. Or yeah. it's going to be me and AJ Pan talking about, you know, non-AW stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And just talking about how much he, you know, he sucks. And... Yeah. <laughs> Could be the first loser of the year, Mark Schwann, for not being here. There we go. Love it. Mark Schwann, God bless you, buddy. We know we're just kidding. Um, so for AJ Pan, for Green Man, for O'Shea Edwards, I have been your host at Muck Putty. Until next week, Putty, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh. All right, everybody. And just when you think you're done, they bring you back in. Thank you so much for hanging out with us all this episode. And we still have here with us O'Shea Edwards, ready for last call. O'Shea, this is how you do it. I ask you rapid fire questions. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready, baby. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Then away we go. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. Who was your markout wrestler growing up? Ahmed Johnson. What is your favorite home cooked meal? It's New York strip, home cooked, dirty mashed potatoes, and either um, either steamed green beans or asparagus. Shoot, I want to go to Thanksgiving at your house. <laughs> <laughs> we good, we good where I'm from, man. <laughs> what fictional character would you like to wrestle? Colossus. Who has been your toughest opponent? Should should be. Whether professionally or personally, name one thing on your bucket list. Oh, snap. I want to go back to Japan. All right. Uh, who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> oh, man. Jessica Biel. All right. What is the one thing you learned about yourself during quarantine? I'm stronger than I think I am. Facts. And finally, what is your spirit animal? Red panda. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Shot of Wrestling. O'Shea Edwards, it's been a pleasure, and I'm sure we're seeing a lot more of you very soon. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>